Welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Candace Campos, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. He's in the other little box if you're watching us. The pandemic Hello. is forcing a lot of restaurants to go through changes. And for some, that means growing and expanding, especially as outdoor seating has become truly a hot commodity. So it's a process our guests today are going through right now as the restaurant Black Rooster Taqueria is, it's funny, it's like, how people want to say it, right? It's getting ready to open up its second location in Orlando. We are joined by John and Juliana Calloway. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know you guys are so busy, but taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having us. Hey, thank you. All right. So how do you say it? So is taqueria or taqueria? How do you guys like to say it? Most people say taqueria. Okay. You said it really well. Or some people, are they go like this. Black Brewster, ta, how do you say that? You can pronounce it in English or in Spanish. Yeah, so it, is this the taco place? Yes, all right, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're obviously COVID has impacted everything. I feel like that's how the podcast, all of our podcasts have started uh, when it comes to the last, you know, a couple of months but you guys when have you when did you guys open black rooster when you know kind of give us some background of how you guys have gotten to the part the point that you're now um i'll go so we we opened um almost five years ago actually in two weeks it's going to be our five-year anniversary which we can talk about a little bit we'll give a little plug to that in a little bit um but we opened about five years ago and um you know we moved here from California. I grew up here, but we moved here from California after we had kids, um, just to be closer to family. We decided we wanted to do something for ourselves. We had worked for some big corporate companies in the past, always in the restaurant and hospitality industry. And, um, you know, after lots of searching and, you know, working really hard to get a business loan for a restaurant and all that kind of stuff, we finally got open and the community's just been great. You know, we've been, um, going strong for five years um and yeah i i don't know that's that's basically the story we've done you know really well you know i, I don't know if people haven't been here it's a small 40 seat restaurant um fast casual you come up and order at the counter but we make the tortillas right to order right in front of you um so there's just a great music a great lively atmosphere open kitchen obviously 2020 has been kind of nuts for that especially the small space but you know thankfully um we came out of it we came out of it strong we are very blessed and so uh you had said sorry uh, go on I was gonna say, why tacos? I mean, has this been something that you guys just grew up with? Was it something that you guys just, you know, wanted to dabble in? I mean, how did you guys come up with the idea? Oh, I have uh, quite a bit of experience with Mexican cuisine and uh, lived and worked in Mexico for, uh, for about five years or so. And then uh, when we were kind of scouting out Orlando and looking for, uh, you know, trying to decide on what kind of uh, cuisine we wanted to do. It seemed there was a, a lack of uh, good Mexican food at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we thought tacos was a, was a great idea for Orlando. 
Yeah, that, now it's a little bit, now there's a lot of tacos, but when we first opened, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to say we were the first, but uh, we were kind of the first for like the whole craft taco scene. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we made that choice. You can say whatever you want. If you want to be the first, <laughs> you, you want the first. <laughs> we what part of... Uh... <laughs> what part of Mexico were, were you living and working in and like what kind of influence did that area have on your 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 brand of, of you know authentic tacos I know every every part every region kind of has its own take on things from like Baja to you know like Oaxacan cuisine and yeah, yeah absolutely I spent a lot of time in uh, in Mexico City or there it's really just kind of uh, it's, it's the most modern and, and the most European which I think is uh, that's probably a good reflection of uh, of how how we like to present uh, Mexican food, and then but also uh, spent a lot of time in uh, Puerto Vallarta, where it's kind of more uh, uh, that's the more kind of the beach environment, and also uh, like Acapulco, kind of the same kind of thing, lots of uh, fish and, and seafood and those kinds of things. So, I mean, you guys are this, you know, this part, you know, this, this partnership. So I see here that we've got, you know, chief tasting officer. So it seems like John, that you're kind of the, you know, the, the actual food and, and Juliana, I feel like you're more of the, like, the art and the ambiance. Cause that's why I feel like you guys have been focusing on. Is that true? Um, yeah, actually, our chief tasting officers are eight-year-olds. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, John is definitely the culinary brains behind the operation, but also uh, very much the art and um, the aesthetic of the restaurant, um, designing it, helping it build it out. Um, he made our tables. He's very creative. I'm more of the marketing, um, you know, HR, front of the house training type of stuff. That's really um, where my strengths are in the hospitality industry. And it's funny how you guys were calling it, you know, craft tacos. So what, what does that mean? I mean, are we talking like farmed taco? I mean, give us a kind of an idea of how you guys differ from other, you know, other taco spots. Well, we absolutely try to source, um, you know, the best ingredients that we can find and try to use local uh, whenever possible. You know, it certain depends depending on times of the year and such. And uh, you know, we use a, uh, it's a, we make a handmade or organic corn tortilla to order, you know, basically they're never, they're never more than 10 minutes old. You know, so I think the, you know, the combination of those things from, uh, from a, a professional chef's perspective on, uh, on a taco, you know, I think then that's where we kind of get into like, say the craft taco zone. Yeah, I think that's like the first time I've ever said that actually craft taco, but it just came because you know, when we first opened, and I think there is a really like uh, misconception of street tacos. People just assume Mexican street tacos are, you know, a dollar fifty, two dollars. Right. Um, we don't hear that that much anymore. But when we first opened, um, that was a big thing. And um, you know, I think as time has gone on, and as more of these other great taco places have opened in Orlando, it's really opened people's views on what a quote unquote street taco is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just, you know, some like cheap protein on, you know, a flour corn tortilla that's been sitting there for a while. It's, um, you know, like John said, best ingredients, um, you know, organic, that kind of stuff. And so I think that's why, you know, I think craft taco works more than 
like a street taco. So you said like five years ago when you guys started out, you were kind of like the only game in town. Uh, and, you know, but you're working with all these like local farmers wherever you can, obviously. Did you guys have a hard time kind of getting that set up going since there just wasn't really, you know, there wasn't so much a market for it? Did you, were you able to, did you have a hard time finding the local growers that you needed? Yeah, it's always, uh, it's always an, evol it's always an evolving process. I mean, even today, you know, we're still, uh, we'll still source from different places and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's never ending. Cause one, you know, one, one, especially now from, uh, after enduring COVID supply chains have been, uh, have been rough, you know, suppliers are running out of things all the time because, uh, usually because of a lack of uh, workforce, because people are, aren't working or because they've become sick and um, in particular with, uh, you know, meat providers and, and such. But uh, so we're always having to pivot and try different things and, and look for new things. So has that been kind of the story just throughout the pandemic of just like, you know, throughout the pandemic and, but and even, even before, um, you know, you're always just look, you know looking for the the best products that work for that work the best for your restaurant and your cuisine. It's never really kind of staying the same because the the food is very seasonal. It cha you know it changes throughout the changes throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, and you guys were talking about you guys have a small space, so it 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 made some kind of uh, you had to change a little bit of you know how you guys seat and stuff. So how has that changed compared to before pre pandemic? I guess. Um, so it, it was kind of a, um, it was a give or take because we are, we were so small and when everything was shut down, we were very lucky that our business model had already a great, um, like takeout presence. Right. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, when John talks about when he worked for corporate restaurants, a lot of the restaurants that he was running, um, as a corporate executive chef was, um, during 2018, um, during the market crash and all that. And I think 2008, well, 2008, did I say 18? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It all merges. It all merges. Yeah. Time is meaningless anymore. <laughs> yeah, what is time? Um, no, 2008, and when we decided when, you know, this idea came to be, it was we wanted something small, we wanted something fast casual, um, and I'm so glad that we did do that because that's one of the big reasons why we have been able to, you know, do well. You know, I feel bad saying that we did well during the pandemic, but we were very lucky that our to-go business was so huge. And not only was our to-go business so huge, but the community around us, you know, I feel, I've said this a couple of times in interviews, like every single person in Orlando, like single-handedly wanted to save the restaurant industry. So everyone's like, I'm helping the economy. I'm ordering takeout tonight, every single day of the week, um, which was great. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when we were shut down for the longest time for indoor dining, and then even when we were able to open back up, we still stayed a little bit longer because our space was so small. And then, you know, even when they lifted more and more restrictions, we kept um we took a lot of our like bar seating where you could sit up and look at the kitchen um we still don't have those available um today so yeah i mean you got you got to pivot you have to find ways you know and you guys are, are pivoting fantastic because you guys are opening up a second location which is which is fantastic so give us kind of an idea so right now you guys are in the uh the mills district correct that's right yeah All right so where are you guys expanding to? 
out. It's uh, the Hourglass District. Yeah, it's like Curry Ford West Hourglass District. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be like right on the corner of Crystal Lake and Curry Ford Road. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we've been looking for a space for a long time. Um, we wanted, we really, you know, again, our space is quite small. So we were always trying to look for something uh, bigger to have a bigger kitchen, um, not only to, you know, be able to offer a couple of different food items, but also to expand on our catering program. And uh, we looked and looked and then we just couldn't find the right thing. And then 2020 hit and we were like, okay, um, maybe let's pause. And then all of a sudden this space became available and now our biggest thing was outdoor seating, right? So um, this space, you know, not only is it double the size of this one, but it has a huge outdoor space. Um, and, you know, we're really, we're really looking forward to that. So what, what's the timeline you're looking at when it comes to this new spot? We would expect, you know, probably around in summertime when we really get going and kind of grand opening time, oh, yeah. summer for sure. Yeah, that's Keep fantastic. And, and you guys, yeah, absolutely. And the the Mills area <clears throat> has been growing a lot and changing over the past, you know, five years since you guys have been there. I know the Hourglass District is starting to be very up and coming as well. Is that like by design or just kind of luck out with those spaces? Yeah, we, you know, th that was also a draw for us. Um, you know, we did Mills 50, like you said, it was just like starting to really get like the foodie scene here, um, a lot of cool shops opening. And that's also a draw for us for Hourglass. We know that the city is doing um, uh, a lot to get that area, um, you know, up, up and coming like like it is right now. And um, I think Curry Ford West has become like a main street, um, just like, you know, Mills, Milk District, Winter Park, all of those areas. Um, so everyone's just kind of coming together and, and, and really trying to uh, bring a lot of stuff to that part of the city, which is exciting for us. We're really excited about it. Awesome. And so how about your plans? I know it's hard to imagine this, but what, what are your plans post pandemic? <laughs> if you can even think that far. <laughs> post pandemic, you know, I think we just want to try to continue to uh, grow our, grow our company and, you know, keep uh, being a part of the community and involved with Orlando and, you know, down the road, you know, open up another low, you know, location or two. Yeah, like we, you know, like John was talking about pivoting, we, you know, we were really lucky we didn't, our staff, our, our team stayed the same size as it had always been. Um, we did some like margarita grams to go drinks that were being delivered that you could send to your friends and family. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it all coming back for, you know, for certain holidays, we brought it back for the holidays. Um, and so, you know, I think post pandemic, like John said, we just want to continue to grow Black Rooster, continue to grow our team, um, and continue to be a part of this great community. Excellent, excellent. And um, <clears throat> when you when you're talking about like growing, adding like two or three more, you know, is is it is it is it all going to be Orlando? Or are you looking to expand out to the rest of Central Florida? What is sky's the limit? What's what's the what's the end game? I'd say I'd say that I'd say the sky's the limit, but the but the clo but the closer the better. You, know? <laughs> you can keep your hands and everything, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, the closer the closer they are, the the easier it is to manage, and uh, mm -hmm. and also you know we really we really love Orlando. Uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, but it just kind of depends on what uh, opportunities present themselves and, you know, which which neighborhoods would look like uh, a good fit for us. Yeah, I mean, we also have talked about possibly doing um, in a stadium or, you know, um, near the airport. Um, also, you know, John has been a chef for many types of different concepts. So who's to say that tacos is what it would be? We might do like a black rooster deli or a black rooster ice cream shop. Um, you know, with your culinary background, I think we, we've talked about that as well. So you just, you just never know. Yeah, you guys certainly seem like a team that you know that that there's and like you said like there's there's no stopping you guys which is so fantastic and why black rooster what what's what's the story behind that i think um when uh when i was when i was young it was uh i used to go spend summers in uh, the catskill mountains with my grandparents and they had this uh black rooster that uh, would wake me up at like four in the morning <laughs> And uh, I would uh, curse that black rooster every morning. <laughs> and uh, so it's just kind of a, and there's, there's food, you know, family and food memories from, from that area. The food and ingredients in that area is very uh, delicious. And so it's just kind of a sort of a childhood memory kind of thing. We really wanted to name the restaurant uh, after an animal. And we thought that, uh, you know, there's a lot of rest restaurants named after pigs and, you know, so it seemed like, uh, you know, the, 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 that black rooster was, uh, was the, was the most, would be the most appropriate for us. Open up a restaurant. That's what he's been screaming. You just never, you just never knew it. <laughs> All right. So my favorite question to ask on the foodie, foodie po podcast would be, what's your favorite dish? I know you both have separate ones, but you have to pick one. Which one is your favorite dish? <laughs> From our restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what what should people get? Like they're they're coming there the first time. What's the must have? Um just one? Yes. <laughs> well everybody everybody gets the guacamole. I mean, everybody loves the guacamole oh. here. It's definitely, I mean, it's so popular. Um, I would say the pozole, uh, the pozole verde is, is one of our bowls. And when people think of bowls, they think of like chipotle bowls with like rice. That's not the kind of bowls we it's have. It's more like a stew. It's more like a stew. Mm -hmm. It is so delicious. It is like, it just warms your heart. I can't describe it. It's the smell, the taste is so good. Um, definitely, I think mine would be, and I used to make John make so much of it and freeze it just so I could have it. <laughs> Um, I like the uh, um, my go-to is probably the achiote pork taco. It's very yeah, it's very traditional, very simple, um, and it's probably it's probably one of the the, the sleeper on, on the menu. Um, that one I've, I've probably eaten it every day for for long long periods of time. <laughs> Well, you guys know you guys are made for each other. You guys both picked a pork shoulder. I like that. <laughs> I might be on your menu right now because it's almost lunchtime. So that's why I was asking, <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> Save that thought for tomorrow. We're closed on Mondays. Okay, fine. On Mondays, but tomorrow, um, it's we'll Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday, so we'll be we'll be open at eleven o'clock. I'll be there at 10.55. <laughs> so uh, where can people find you guys online, social media, all that stuff? Okay, so we are um, 
we, you know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Um, but probably the one that we post on the most is on Instagram. That's at BLK Rooster Tacos. Um, but, you know, I mean, we post every day, we're all over. And then also this um, this issue of Edible, I just remember the Edible magazine, they yeah. have a Pozzoli uh, recipe from from here, from Black Rooster. So um, it's their comfort food issue. So if you pick one of those up, maybe you can have one here first and then try to make it at home. Yeah, so and then freeze it, like like you said. You can yeah, and then freeze it. Like <laughs> <laughs> and um, for, you were saying that you have um, your five year anniversary yeah so we have our five year anniversary it's going to be on february 17th um and we're going to do uh five dollar guacamoles which is for five years and then we're also going to be giving away a cinco año swag bag to the first 100 people that come in in the morning like for our am um for lunch and then for the first 100 people that come in um at five o'clock for the for the PM for the dinner side. I mean the Cinco Año swag bag is just going to have you know a couple five swag items from Black Rooster just so you can go out and rep the rooster all around town. Oh yeah, just don't just don't sound like a rooster because then you'll just annoy. Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know this is kind of your planning day, so. Thank you guys so much. And we really appreciate you guys. And you know, good luck with the opening of your new restaurants. And of course, keep us, you know, Thomas and I keep us posted on, on all the all the news. Absolutely, Absolutely, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Um, and we look forward to hearing the show. Yeah. I'm not sure. Sweet. Thomas is, is the brains behind the timing and scheduling and stuff. So here probably uh, I'd have to look at a calendar. I can't do the math off the top of my head. <laughs> but I think I well, I'll, I'll email you guys later today, and I'll, I'll let you know when it posts and everything. Awesome. Thank Sounds you guys great. so much, awesome. and thank you for being flexible with of the course. Oh, hey, no problem. We totally get it, and the holidays are crazy as it is, and throw in everything else that's going on, and yeah. <laughs> okay, and your son, by the way, is he on your on your um, website? Is he the one in between you guys? Yes, he is. He's, he became, he's our little chief tasting officer. He's a little hashtag. He's cute. He is so stinking <laughs> cute. He is such a mix of you two, which is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, congratulations, guys. Good luck. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guests, John and Juliana Calloway from Black Rooster Taqueria. You can find Black Rooster online. Just search BLK Rooster Taco on Twitter and Instagram and Black Rooster Taco on Facebook. You can also find Candace Campos on social media as well. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6 and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. We'd also like to thank our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well. You can find videos of all of our podcasts on clickorlando.com slash podcasts.